Welcome back to the Park Street Insider Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Andres Correa. Today, we're taking a closer look at the U.S. market. Each state in the U.S. regulates beverage alcohol in its own unique way, and each major city has its own drinks culture. So we wanted to provide some insight into activating a brand in the U.S. market. We'll be sharing a presentation from Chris Lattis, the founder of XAL Consulting, which was recorded at Bar Convent Berlin. Chris takes a look at the different regions within the U.S. and gives listeners a sense of how nuanced each specific market can be when trying to make sales. He also offers key considerations in both on- and off-premise environments. Ultimately, Chris is making the case for a hyper-focused approach to market entry, and he also explains why the wrong approach could be costly for your brand. But that's it from me. Now it's time to sit back, get that notepad out, and enjoy this essential talk from Chris Lattis. I am the founder of XAL Consulting. That is a small consulting company based out of Miami, Florida. I'm a beverage industry veteran. I have worked for small, medium, and large suppliers. I've worked with all the major distributors in the U.S., so that includes Southern and Breakthrough Beverage and RNDC. I've grown all types of brands, all from inception to national distribution brands. Yeah, my career started with Brown Foreman and Jack Daniels and brands like that. And so when I stepped away from my career in sales, I decided to found a consulting company because I realized there was a lot of smaller brands that really didn't know the different market landscape and how to enter the market. And so I started this and I'm advising young brands now on how to enter the U.S. market. That includes guidance for the U.S. marketing sales and marketing. I also assist with the brand creation, so if you need help with managing distributor, distributor relationships, as well as bottling or the brand registration, allowing these brands to come to the market and not align with a national distributor, which is a very tough relationship to, number one, attain, and then also perform to expectations once you do have it. So I wanted to talk about the U.S. market today, and and I'm going to shift a little bit from what the previous conversations were about. What we're talking about is how the U.S. is broken down and the difference in these markets. While the U.S. is the number one market for spirits and wine, it's also one of the most diverse, complex, and difficult to break into. Uh, Each supplier divides the market into different regions based on the large differences at the state level. So we have open market states, we have control states, we have franchise states. And the thing about that, if you don't understand those market eccentricities, your brand will not be successful at the launch. You will have to have also appropriate market representation for that. So the importer and distributor selection is fundamental for a brand success. So this is just a basic census map of the U.S. And if you notice, we've got the Pacific West, the West, the Midwest, the Northeast, the South, South Atlantic. Those are all the different regions of the U.S., correct? If you asked every supplier how they break down the U.S., each one would have a different map. Some of them are going to have Florida as its own region. Some of them will have California as its own region or Texas. And notice that I'm talking about some of the key markets here, right? New York, California, Florida, Texas, Chicago, and Illinois. A lot of these key markets actually are divided into their own regions. And then sometimes you're going to have someone from the South mixed with some of the states in the West, and each supplier really breaks it down differently. Typically, the reason for that is based on the products that they have. And so to break down the market in the U.S., you have to understand our three-tier system. It's a lot different than we have in Europe, but the understanding of the three-tier system, it's fundamental to a brand successful launch. So the tier one, of course, is the distilleries, wineries, breweries, or importers. Each state has its own alcohol, beverage laws, and tax structure, and the laws vary greatly in each state. You have a state excise tax and a state sales tax. Each state has its own different tax structure. 
which would mean the same product is going to have a different price point coming out into that state. Well, how do you price a product then if you're working with distributors nationally, right? Do you just line price it? And the answer is no. When you're creating your plans to expand or enter into the U.S., you have to take all of these factors into consideration. But we're going to look now at the on-premise, and I'm going to give some examples that we can talk through all these different markets and how they vary. So obviously the on-premise consists of a wide variety of venue categories. You've got bars and sports bars, college bars in the U.S., wine bars, all the different restaurants and restaurant groups and chain restaurants. We all know the United States loves our chains, right? Then you've got your hotels, your sporting venues. Then you have airports and transportation. I'm going to give an example of three different unique large markets in the U.S. just to give you guys an idea. So we're going to talk about Las Vegas. That's its own animal. New York City and Miami. So Las Vegas, you've got casinos. You have hotels. You have fine dining. You have clubs. You actually don't have that many large amount of buyers in that city. You have very large budgets and you have to have very competitive pricing. What most people don't understand is to get into the Las Vegas market, 80% of the market is controlled by one distributor. Each giant hotel property that might have 25 restaurants and bars inside of the property has one buyer who initially authorizes the brands. Then you have to get it into a warehouse. Then you have to sell it individually to each venue there to see who wants your products. It's a multi-layered process, but it's like, unlike any other market in the United States. Then you're going to talk about New York City, right? You've got pretty much everything, right? It's one of the large capitals of the world. You have independent restaurants, restaurant groups, fine dining, bars, clubs. If you go to New York, which has five boroughs, each borough is almost a completely different market that you're going to have to sell to, Manhattan being one of them. And you're going to have all the high-end places. You're going to have uh, different demographics and needs in, 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 in each place. So I promise you, if you try Staten Island, which is more like a suburban family-style area compared to Manhattan, you're going to have to sell at different price points and different products are going to be going out all within the same market. Then you're going to go out to the Hamptons, where all the wealthy take their vacation. That's a whole different process as well. It's all different products, different price points, and anything that you can sell. If you go to Miami, then, sun, fun, tourists, all the great things. It's, it's the Latin American capital in North America, of course. And so you've got hotels, restaurant groups, and bars. But Miami is truly another unique market where just the consumers and who you're going to see there are going to be different than anywhere else. And it, it's almost a foreign country city inside of the United States. And that's a very unique market and something that you would have to recognize before you enter that market and create a sales strategy. Another thing that I wanted to mention today is kind of like the off-premise channel. So you have independent, you have chain, you have e-commerce, direct-to-commerce, and then you have our app-based delivery services. So looking at some of these services, in off-premise, New York City, almost every single liquor store is independently owned. You're not going to see these giant chains that have 20,000 SKUs in them like you're going to find. And, and the same strategy will not be able to apply to both of them. And so when you look at that, you really do need a laser-focused approach. And you have to have market knowledge before you launch any brand into any of those markets. Uh, looking at the direct-to-consumer, that's largest in the U.S. and Canada globally of any other market. Everything is on delivery, right? Where did Amazon come from? Where did all these delivery, the Ubers and Uber Eats and all these services that we have? You have these things in the U.S. and it's growing every single day. And that landscape is changing as well. And so for brands to launch in these markets, you have to understand what people are ordering, how they're ordering it, where they're ordering it, when they're ordering it. And it, it really does come down to what kind of research and what market knowledge comes down to it. And so 
When you're looking at these, what we're calling the rundown of the retail landscape, it truly varies in every single market. And to consider the U.S. as one single market would be a big mistake. Just like Europe, where you have 52 countries inside Europe, and then the EU is part of its own little entity as well. You have to look at the U.S. like that. Every single market in the U.S. is different. And let me tell you, if you go to Tennessee and try to sell the same products you do in New York or Florida or Washington State or California, try to take a French wine into California, their Cabernet, and talk to the Napa owners about trying to sell a wine there. You're going to have a different conversation. I can tell you that. The main point I'm trying to get across today is that you really do need to look at all these markets. On top of that, we're going to talk about marketing real quick. So the marketing is, of course, different in each market as well. We have digital, of course, just like the rest of the U.S., where you've got geo-targeted ads and promotions, but you've got different based on the campaigns and venues, programs with the distributors, and as well as retail campaigns. You've got social media campaigns that tie into the on and off premise. You've got seasonal, seasonal drink strategies, right? You've got your spring drinks, your summer drinks, your fall drinks. When do people start drinking the margaritas? Well, when the sun comes out in the spring, correct? And so you have to focus your, your energies around that. But to know that, you also have to know, trying to come out with a margarita in March in Miami, it's already too late. The season already hit. And so again, you have to focus it on each market separately. You're going to try to run programs a couple times a year with your distributors, if you have a distributor at that point. But that's, that's the kind of program you're looking for when you're looking for a younger new brand and a successful launch. Besides that, the most important factor is your local teams on the ground. Local teams on the ground with their finger on the pulse of the market is going to be your most successful tool. And if you're going to invest in anything, you have to have people inside the bars, inside the stores, inside the venues. There's truly nothing more important as getting that market feedback and that market knowledge. And so with that, I will say thank you for your time and uh, look forward to seeing you all out for our conference. Hi, everyone. It's Emily again. We really appreciate you tuning in for this episode and hope you found it valuable. This podcast is produced by Emmett Strack and co-hosted by me, Emily Pennington, and Andres Correa. If you like the show, we'd love to hear your feedback. The best way to do that is to give us a rating or leave a review on your preferred platform. If you're interested in getting involved with the podcast, send us an email at psu at parkstreet.com, which is also listed in the show notes. You can find more educational materials on our website, parkstreet.com, or YouTube channel, search Park Street University. Thanks a lot, and cheers until next time.